Welcome to episode five of the Anime Book Club. We'll be covering JoJo's Bizarre Adventure episode 10 and 11. Matt, how's it going? It's going great. I'm here. It's so weird that the first two JoJo's are mushed together into one season. This season, they have different names, don't they? Like we moved on to like Battle... It's Battle Tendency. There we go. I'm a big fan of Battle Tendency. I think maybe from these first two episodes without really getting into spoilers, maybe you could start seeing why I'm a big fan of Battle Tendency. I'm a big fan of Battle Tendency. Is it a spoiler to say that the first episode is probably brought to you by Coca-Cola and yes. gun manufacturers. It's so good. All right. So we'll <laughs> jump right into this. Uh, just to let people know, uh, Battle Tendency, uh, these episodes aired still back in 2012 in Japan. I would suggest uh, heavily that everybody watches JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in Japanese. I have Googled the dub. It's all the voice actors you know doing terrible British accents. Oh, I, I Googled the dub and I felt the exact opposite. I loved what they, they were talking. You want to hear like Yuri Lowenthal being like, oh, I'm British. <laughs> Actually, I didn't hear him. Who's he voicing? I, oh, I heard I'm thinking, of Johnny, I'm thinking of Johnny Young Bach, who's the first JoJo. Oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm still thinking of this. I, I looked up the, the dub for this season, and I was listening to JoJo. It's the same voice actor. I can't remember his name, but he does, like, number one from Kids Next Door. Ah. And just hearing him do this was, I was blowing, losing my mind. We may have to do, is we have the ability to do bonus episodes. Maybe we'll have a discussion about the dub in a bonus episode. All right. But yeah, also to, to dot some eyes, cross some T's. So uh, Battle Tendency ran in the Japanese manga from August 10th 1988 all the way through october 9th 1989 so it actually ran a little bit longer than the initial one hmm. so let's just jump right into it here's episode 10 new york's jojo uh we are immediately introduced to old man speedwagon who's an oil oil tycoon and super rich how great is that rags the rich is my friend he just yesterday he was mugging people with a razor blade hat from ogre street to from infinite ogre wealth street. I, I love the fact that even the narrator's like, this old man may be familiar to you if you recognize his scar. Oh, we didn't have the hat, though. What did he do with Tapelli's hat? It is somewhere in an office in, like, a glass case, I hope. <laughs> he better have given that hat its due respect. He is with uh, Straits, who people may remember as the most boring member of the Tibetan monks that joined late in season one. Oh, this is bugging me. Why is it Straits? How is it not Strizo? So it's so my problem is the the band reference is Dire Straits. Right. So it's Strazo or Strazo or however you want to pronounce it, but I keep calling them Straits because I can't the 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 original manga that I read, which was a fan translation, just called them Straits. Yeah. Okay. So all these Straitsos. So please keep correcting me if you feel like it. Uh, it's weird because sometimes I don't know how the Japanese language works, but he'll say like me, I'm this, and you'll hear the the Japanese voice actor go Strazo. So. I think I know when that happens, and uh, I'll let you know when we get there. Okay. So this is 45 years later. Uh, we are in Mexico. I got to say, and even Speedwagon says it as well, Straitso looks great for his age. Haman <laughs> uh, slows the aging process. It's not uh, enough, though, Pat, is it? It's Unfortunately, it is not enough. So uh, the reason they're all down in Mexico is that Speedwagon, who has the Speedwagon Foundation now, has located a boatload of masks and a man in a pillar in a cave in Mexico. That's where we left off. Yeah, so that's, that is where we, we left off. It, it's absolutely bananas. And we cut then to New York. It is 1938, if you couldn't do the math. And holy moly, we are introduced to Joseph Joestar, Jojo number two. How do you like that guy? <laughs> he he warms up to you real fast because he is so different than like doe-eyed. <laughs> I just want to make my father happy and get into fistfights. 
I'm like, the most earnest human being on the planet. And then Joseph, <laughs> Joseph is literally the most precocious gentleman on the world. <laughs> like, he's not a punk. I wouldn't say that, but he's... He's definitely got some flair. So uh, yeah. the scene kicks off. Uh, we have this uh, young kid. This young this young kid steals uh, steals JoJo's wallet and kind of like JoJo's buying a Coke. And this kid runs by, steals his wallets, runs into an alley, and unfortunately runs into two terrible New York City cops <laughs> who are just the worst. The characters that he draws for the villains too. Like you can always tell when you're not supposed to like someone because they're this monstrous ogre thing. Yeah, it's a sky made of Play-Doh. <laughs> the cop is just really terrible. I guess I should mention the the, the character's old black kid. So the cops are super racist. They also say like, all right, we won't turn you in if you keep stealing for us. Like they straight up extort him and are like, you are you're our like crime boy now. You must give us all the things you steal. But before they can make this terrible deal, uh, the tall gentleman, who I guess I've spoiled as the new JoJo, uh, shows up at the end of the alley and tells the cops that the wallet was a gift to the kid. Just like his great-great-grandfather once did? It's his grandfather, not his father. Well, well, oh, no, no, no his great-great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shoot, it wrote George. I forgot yeah, about George. George did that with the ring. So George style, he's like, no, 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 that wallet, I gave it to him as a gift. You gotta let him go. They introduce him as a 195 centimeter tall man. And six he, uh, foot four-ish. Six foot four-ish says he, uh, that boy is a friend of mine. Uh, the cop then being the worst, like pulls a booger out of his nose and smears it on the tall man's face. This is Jojo, These for at least these two episodes, they do that kind of weird, like what, how did he even think of something this oddly gross to do? It's super gross. So the guy smears a booger on Jojo's cheek and then goes into reload and before he can fire again, so to speak, Jojo punches him, which causes his index finger to shoot through. Uh, it's kind of gross to even talk about it, uh, to shoot through his nose. Um, the other cop, not so pleased about that, points a gun at Jojo. And Jojo reacts by pointing a Coke bottle at it. Welcome filling to it, America. Hell yeah. Fills it with Haman energy and shoots the, the cap of the Coke bottle off. And it like demolishes the guy's finger, his trigger finger, so he can't shoot. At the speed of a bullet, he said. Yeah. Which I question, but. It's so cool. Like, already we're seeing really clever uses of Haman. And this is the first time we've seen Haman. And then he takes a big gulp of it. And like a, like a straight up commercial pose. Oh, my with God. Coca-Cola clearly displayed on it. I wrote that he drinks like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he gulps it. He gulps all over the place. Uh, and then he mentions that he's late for meeting his uh, grandma, Arena. And I was, I wrote Arena with all kinds of caps. I got excited. I guess I'm just like an anime boy who every time one of the old characters come back, so I'm like, yay, Arena. That's fair because she, I guess she doesn't do a whole lot in this one as usual, but just something about her looking unhappy makes her look badass all of she's, a sudden. She's so great. So anyway, uh, it's then commented that the new Jojo has always had Hamon powers. And they kind of hinted the fact that his father who died in World War One also had Haman powers and we are now officially told his name I should have skipped ahead of my notes uh, this is when we were given the name Joseph Joestar or as we'll just be calling him Jojo jo -Jo. I thought they said his father didn't have it I thought maybe I misread that when I was they watching. said maybe potentially he had the power okay. like I think they said it was like it's thing that was genetic like I think they were making the genetic argument that Joe why is it Haman. it's weird that they so suddenly made this genetic because it's just a method of breathing isn't it wasn't it the whole point well I mean it's that kind of like hey do the Dragon Ball Z thing like Goku was a Super Saiyan when he had kids so the kids could become Super Saiyans easier I think it's maybe that thing Did like come really on do that 
Well, yeah, go 10. Anyway, uh, well, maybe Haman may change. Well, as we can see with the delayed aging and other things, Haman right. changes you physically. Perhaps he does. it does become genetic in a way. Or the Joe stars are just super dope. Uh, we now need to get to the worst part of the episode. We cut back to Mexico where um, <laughs> it, no, it is. I, I knew this part had to hurt you. This hurt me deep. Uh, it is explained that the man in the pillar isn't just a statue. He has DNA. And that is why Speedwagon has called Strezo and his Tibetan monks to come there. He wants them to like Haman blast that pillar. We then get a weird flashback where like Strezo's like, ah, how's Joseph doing? And he's like, well, you know, there was this one time when Jojo was a kid, my airplane got hijacked and he was totally going to let me get it. But fortunately, <laughs> uh, they ripped, they uh, stopped him from reading a comic book and he saved me by crashing the plane and then jumping out of it. Already this second Jojo has got me has followed in his father or grandfather's footsteps i guess yeah of that whole well i'm in a bad situation best thing to do is to make it as worse as possible and that's it's, how i'm gonna win it's amazing too and this is when they start discussing the idea that he has anger issues when arena comes up if you talk mess about his grandma he like goes hulk stupid in the fact that he crashed the plane and then jumped out of the plane with speedwagon all marty mcfly chickened yeah so they both agree that man young jojo is is real great and uh, before Speedwagon can really be like, wait a minute, why did I tell this story out loud? Uh, Strezo has killed all of the Tibetan monks that came with him and uh, then kicked Speedwagon in the face. I then wrote in my notes, I sure hope Speedwagon is okay. Like splits his head in half, didn't it? I it's like, like a, yeah. a weird vertical, like down the center of his head, kind of not all the way open, but like misplaced. They do they do that thing where it's like it freeze frames and you see the blood like spraying out. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, his head is just gone. Drezo then um, uh, explains that even though Haman has done great to keep him looking young-ish, he is still aging and he doesn't want to age anymore. So he's like, you know who was cool? Dio. That guy didn't age. Yeah, I want to be a vampire. We suddenly found out that he has had like this hard on for Dio since they first met him. Like, yeah, it's like, well, 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 uh, Jonathan Dio crush. Yeah. He was hanging in the background, standing on chandeliers being like, oh, that Dio, like he was rooting for Dio. Um, and then, uh, to continue the tradition of old dudes got to make the vampire. He then uses Speedwagon's blood, uh, to activate a stone mask. He pulls off the pillar to turn himself into a vampire. And it's like, did he come here knowing those masks were there? Cause it seemed like they didn't. He was shocked, yeah. It would imply that he only decided, like, on that second, was like, huh, I'm just going to kill everyone here and become a vampire. I've thought about this. Yeah, it's because they both had a shock moment, like, oh, my God, it's covered in masks. Maybe he thought, so, two reads. One, he knew there was a mask. He didn't know there were masks, plural. Or I think it's the spur of the moment. Because he brought dudes. Why would you bring dudes? Yeah, he didn't have to. It was clearly just, that's the kind of man Strazo Straits is. Yeah, so Speedwagon then is like, oh no, you shouldn't become a vampire. That's super bad. And then uh, we cut away with him worrying for Jojo and Arena. Mm. And uh, I just was just uh, so worried for Speedwagon, who should have had bodyguards or something. Oh, Speedwagon. We then have what I could only describe as an incredible scene where Jojo's kind of like zoning out in a street and a car almost hits him. So he picks a fight with the driver. And it pans over and Arena and Smokey are right behind him. And Arena looks rad as an old lady. She looks badass. And I'm expecting her to live up to that at this moment. 
Yeah, she definitely looks like she has lived a life and uh, is like, Jojo, what are you doing? Stop being an idiot. And he quickly improvises when he notices that the car that almost hit him was a taxi. And he's like, oh, no, this is oh, the wait, taxi yeah. I ordered. <laughs> they get inside with the same guy. This driver who he just threatened <laughs> drives them. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on one second. Did we learn already that his father uh, married the other child that was saved on the boat? Did, what did he? Yes, it said, and he married one of the other survivors of the boat. Oh, okay. And there was what? only one other survivor yeah, on the that baby. boat. Okay, that line totally passed me by. I'm really glad you mentioned that. Well, actually, I think this is when it would have happened because Smokey gains the power of narration. Is yeah, apparently the car ride is just he becomes um, it, uh, a mini speed wagon, basically. Exactly. Yes. I actually later in my notes just start referring to him as Smokey Wagon. <laughs> it's not bad. Is this car ride, they, this taxi ride, apparently Arena and JoJo just talk nonstop about their backstories that Smokey can fill us, the audience, in. And I think he mentions about Arena's story where her husband had died and she survived with a baby and then her baby's husband passed away and now she has Joe. It's like, he talks about the idea of the Joestar bloodline being kind of doomed. Yeah, sure, good thing that uh, she didn't go dying with first JoJo because she seems to have lived a happy life. She seems to have lived a full life, but maybe not happy enough because JoJo asks her why she and Speedwagon have never hooked up. And she immediately <laughs> just starts wailing on him. Starts traumatizing poor Smokey sitting over there just watching him get beat with an umbrella. He's like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I do love, <laughs> I just love the idea of like, this is another way that this new JoJo is a little bit different because he's just kind of asking, an, I feel like this JoJo is almost like clairvoyant to audience questions. Because I feel like it's a fair point to say like, oh, I can't believe that Speedwagon, I guess, is just that friend. Just hug around the whole time. Mm -hmm. Worth asking. <laughs> friend, of, friend of the family. Yeah. Got, so that, he got kicked in the head. Loyalty for life. I know. God. He's he, this is another kick. God, the first episode was another poor speedwagon in his kicks. Would it be great if that kicked him and made him evil? <laughs> no, no. No, I, I don't want evil speedwagon. I just like the idea that he was constantly being changed by kicks. We then transition to uh what I refer to as dinner time. We then, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, this one. Oh boy, we get we we go full green book right here, where uh, the most monster man who I can't even really accurately describe is it looks like he's got a poker chip growing out of his head. I saw one description of him as like a Wario, like yeah, he's he's the worst. Ugliest. He doesn't he's, make much sense, and he's got like shark teeth. And um, when he notices Smokey, he starts being like really loudly racist. Ed is just being terrible and everyone's like please don't be awful and he's like nah and he kind of doubles down so in response jojo strikes an incredible pose and arena like pipes up and he goes like hold on grandma arena let me guess what you're going to say you want me to stop right and we get the first thing of jojo's uh i guess new other extra power is predicting what people say i love this like he's like part um like part Sherlock's or Conan Arthur Doyle on yep. us here. I, I have a Sherlock note later on. Um, however, he is wrong. The first time we see this power, he's absolutely wrong. Arana's like, hey, hey. It's like, people could say what they want, but they can't insult a dinner guest. As long as you don't hurt anybody else, take him down. Yeah. And I was, Arena goes up the tier list like seven positions upon that moment. Uh, we then get a great scene where the guy's like, all right, I'm going I'm to fight you. And before he can like get up, Judge is like, hey, buddy, your brass knuckles, they're in your back pocket. <laughs> the guy's like, 
And he reaches into his front pocket and freaks out when they're not there. And then he finds them in his back pocket. And I didn't even bother taking notes about this because basically he just has a scene from the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. Yeah. He's like, you'll notice that the, the wounds on your hand show that you wear brass knuckles and the blood on your shirt. The guy went to dinner in a bloody shirt. <laughs> yeah, like you do take it off your jacket before you fight, so you couldn't have put them there. It's it's so it's so incredible. It's great. Jojo is just brimming with personality. Well, it's even better than that because you know that part makes sense. It's simple deduction, but then he goes, Now you're gonna say, and this is his catchphrase for as far as I can tell. It's so good the, the immediate future. It's so good. Now you're going to say, and the best part of the, now you're going to say is that people just go, go like, Oh, you smart ass. They freak out. Like they say their, it. their pupils shrink. They still say the same thing. And then like one, two, three beat. They go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was losing my mind while this was happening because he continually guesses what the guy's going to say. This is only the first time he's going to keep doing this over the course of the next two episodes. Does it's so good. One, yeah, he does. It's yeah. So good. So then uh, the guy like does like a whole bunch of punches with his uh, really mean looking uh, brass knuckles that have spikes. And it looks like Jojo has been dealt like a, a vicious blow. We see a splash of blood. However, it's been revealed that he was just holding up a coat hanger and the guy like stabbed his own hand through <laughs> the coat didn't, hanger. Didn't watch, I guess. It didn't feel it until he was done. He was just so angry. He had to punch a coat hanger 17 times till his hand collapsed. And the best part of this too is then everyone in the restaurant just starts clapping. Yeah. It's like, ooh, it's a show. And then everybody clapped. It's really crazy. Yeah, everyone claps, and then this real mob-looking dude gets up, and he says, hey, good to see you, Arena." And everyone's like, and they're like, he knows Arena." And he's like, I also know Speedwagon. And you know what the word in the grapevine is? A Tibetan monk killed him in Mexico. Like, super specific. (laughs) Yeah, earlier today. Like, really specific rumor-mongering from this one mob guy. It was a throwaway character, too, wasn't he? I think he stops... Like, we don't see him again. Yeah, this guy just leaves. He's like, hi, I'm random mob man. I'm reading for mob man number one. My favorite part of this whole thing is as this guy is giving a very specific rumor about Speedwagon's death, uh, Jojo then goes, it's got to be straight so. <laughs> like, immediately. It's the only Tibetan monk he knows. I guess so. I guess they all stayed in communication with the family and stuff. I, I don't Maybe know. they were pen pals. Yeah. Maybe they were pen pals. How's uh, India? It's great, but while he's thinking about it being straight, so uh, Smokey's totally like, guys, this dude's the mob. You can't trust the mob. Uh, <laughs> it's such so- a hand-me-down speed wagon. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm already, I'm kind of down for Smokey to a certain degree. I like, I, I, I dig him. Uh, and then uh, Jojo immediately does his Sherlock Holmes act on this dude, who equally freaks out, <laughs> and then he punches him in the gut, and he's like, hey. It's really great you told me about Speedwagon, but you freaked out my grandma and you shouldn't have did that. <laughs> it's like the only reason he has too. is like, you made her sad. Yeah. But the great part of this too is like, while he's worried about Arena's fragile feelings, she's immediately going, it's like, oh God, it's 50 years ago all over again. The stone mass, Dio, vampires, crap. Like she adds it all up immediately and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I have a note that Smokey just starts lamenting about how out of hand all of this have gotten. It's a great scene. Uh, we then cut forward to the next scene. Uh, yet again, this episode chock full of stuff, scene changes and such. Uh, Jojo and Smokey are having lunch at a restaurant or a, a or a bar or something. And Talking they're like- A wonder bar. Yeah. And they're being, uh, 
they're being kids basically i think you're reminded that jojo's probably like an older because anime is terrible jojo's probably 19 or 18 even though he's like a million feet tall they're having a quick little conversation about bras and fortunately before you could dwell on it immediately the camera pans and strazo is just watching them old like new like a young strazo too like as we saw him and uh, like jojo 40 50 years ago yeah he's a young man again and they've got the uh the uh, the sound effects i will admit that's when i knew for sure he was long hair that's how i always call him no it's long hair it's long hair and guy that does the splits and tom petty (laughs) good old tom petty this whole sequence is great i love the reveal of strazo because he's just leaning against the window looking at him just kind of watching like waiting to be seen And like obvious about it, well, I guess Jojo makes it clear in a second too, just how obvious that he is not human twice watching there too. Like glowing red eyes, you get a hint of fang. He's just showing us, he's like, hey. I'm uh, here. Hey, hey, like I killed Speedwagon in Mexico two hours ago. I flew here real fast. (laughs) Have you heard of an aeroplane? It's so good. Jojo walks out immediately is like, hey, you're a vampire, aren't you? You're not, you don't have the cold breath or any of these kind of things and yeah, like Sherlock right. Holmes them even though it's like blatant it, it's super obvious Sherlock Holmesing, and it's fight time or at least I thought it was fight time because the moment that straights is like I'm a fight before he can finish saying the word fight Jojo pulls out a Tommy gun from nowhere from yeah from he's not wearing a long jacket we've seen his back the <laughs> autom- <laughs> well it's, like, like, it's, I was this is my, might be my favorite Jojo moment to date right now was the second him firing the gun full like, clip. Just like, I was like, Strays was there. I was like, I'm going to have to stop you before you become too big of a problem for me. Prepare to fight. It's like, I'll fight you with a Tommy gun. And the best thing too is he didn't warn anybody in the restaurant. Like this wasn't a setup. Like people yeah. are freaking out on the ground. Smokey didn't know either. He's like, what's going on? He's just shooting a guy. And it's like straight up sunny godfathering too. It's like the entire barrel. While screaming the whole time, mind you. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's like, this ah! was an amazing scene. And then, it's so uh, great. When did this get written again? Because this was this is subversive. How 88. Is this, this is this is subversive before the standard. I know. JoJo's ahead of the game, man. This is one of the most... I know everyone gives JoJo 3 a lot of credit for being influential, but like you are going to have a couple of moments while reading JoJo... Watching JoJo 2 with me where you're like, oh... That's where anime was born. Mm. He's already moved from copycatting Fitz the North Star and Dracula into his own thing, I feel like. It's really yeah. coming to its own. Uh, the meme music begins to play as Jojo looks at uh, Straitso's bullet-written body and starts crying the manliest tears of all and says, that was for Speedwagon and this is war. It was exactly like that too, this beautiful scene. It's, I think this is such a strong first episode. He is, you get a lot of time to find out just how different Jojo 2 is and how he's kind of just this this endearing, precocious, is he an asshole? I can't tell if that's the right term for what he is. It's it's like he kind of like, he leaves his mouth running, seems to be his biggest flaw. Yeah, that might be right. he'll, He'll leave the mouth running and his brain will go somewhere else. And that seems to be his worst trait. He doesn't have as much empathy, I guess. He's, yeah, he seems like a weird dude. Like, we'll get into that into this one. Let's let's okay. just jump right into it because these episodes, like, this is definitely a two-parter oh, yeah, to open up the season. Well, as Omar Arena said, um, he's definitely not a gentleman. 
Yeah. <laughs> this is not a gentleman's fight. Uh, episode 11 called The Game Master or The Master of Games. Verve had two different titles again. Oh, good. Uh, it opens yet again because they know they had gold on the gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting and blasting and uh, yet again walking into the restaurant proclaiming that it is war and then just pronounces to everybody he's like straights get up i gotta smash your brain use sunlight or haman which is it gonna be my friend it was great he's just immediately like listen i know what vampires are i know the deal there are no surprises there'll be surprises but i'm gonna take you down man <laughs> what what is a great little i just love this because it is just it, it's an obvious plot point because no one knew what jojo was doing everyone is freaking out because he is just a killer with a gun and smoke is standing there like dude you just killed someone you just shot a man you we can't do who, that th that is and the jojo like not even thinking he's like ah eh, you know hey if i if i go to jail for that you don't know who that guy is he's not yeah. really a dude it's, like a, it's worth like it like, I hope that's a human being. That, that'd make things a lot better if I just killed an innocent guy. Yeah, it's like, hey, trust me, Smokey. This would be the better for the both of us. And then he starts, like, lamenting, like, oof, however, this restaurant damage. <laughs> like, he's already spending Speedwagon's money. Mm -hmm. Already spending Speedwagon's money. Uh, we have this great little moment where he picks up a couple of the bullets, and they're all, like, crushed like they, like out of an, uh, an action film where someone shot Kevlar or something. And then uh, Strezo starts getting up all zombie style, and we get those... Or maybe more Dracula style, like he slowly rises yeah, back up. It's kind of like the floating where he's not actually picking himself back up. It's his upper body is being lifted on his heels. He's like, yo, man, this guy's a total Dracula. And we get the great um, vampire just sound effects, the anime sound effects again. And then we go into the new intro, which totally slaps. Yes, I was down for this. I loved it a lot. And it also does that anime thing where um, I love this so much because it doesn't want to spoil itself, but it did want to feature everybody. It just has outlines for the characters who haven't shown up yet, but like yeah. only 90% of the time near the end, they'll just be like, ah, here are these people. It was, it was still fun. It was exciting. I, it was definitely less spoilish than the last one, but it's never going to replace Sonochi no Satane in my heart. Jo it's gonna be hard to replace jo that one it's the jojo themes are all very very good it's a strong theme it had me hype because we're going right into fight time and this fight is a banger <laughs> i'm really excited to talk about this <laughs> um so it, be, it it kicks off a little bit of smack talking uh strezo showing that he is indeed a vampire like digs a bullet out of his leg and i do mean dig in like the literal sense like he, like he doesn't just stick his finger in the hole. He like digs flesh out of the way, and he to like get to he, it. He pulls it upwards to get it out. Yeah. So like he does more damage to himself. And then after being gross and like being super gross like that, he then kind of flexes and all the bullets immediately pop out. I thought they were gonna like hit JoJo or something, but they just immediately fall to the ground. Yeah, the same. Yeah, same thought crossed my mind when he did that. It's like, oh god, he's gonna do the thing. Uh, Strazo then explains to JoJo that he's not like Dio. Uh, Dio was too obsessed with finding his limits and being too playful and messing around. And while this may sound like a Dr. Evil or Bond villain speech, where he is totally messing around, he's not going to play and immediately kill Jojo because his whole plan is if he lets Jojo get any older or more trained, he'll be too big of a problem. <laughs> I'm just going to immediately kill you. Then I'll figure out what I can do. Exactly. He's like, I'll have all time to figure that out. It'll oh, be okay. great. Well, the first part of this fight, I maybe go on and explain it. Cause this part had, I thought this part was stupid. This is incredible. 
This is only stupid if you don't find it charming. Okay, uh, that's true. <laughs> so uh, JoJo is like, yeah, round two, baby, and forgets to reload his gun. Like it clicks a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And then Stradzo, I, I wrote I-beam and it immediately crossed it out. He does these space ripper sting, stingy eyes. That's right, it has a name now. It has a name and, and science BS about how it works. Like he's hard pressing essence out of his eye holes. <laughs> That sounds so much worse when you say that outside the anime. I guess so, but it has a, it has a name. Well, it, it folds open. It's really gross looking because the eyes, like, like when they zoom in, it like folds open like a flower. I think or we, it's gross. Yeah, you're right. I think we uh, fortunately don't see it in that much detail again. Yeah, they never really do another zoom in. Uh, it looks like he's immediately hit JoJo, and everyone's like, "Oh no." I guess that guy was okay because he doesn't do lasers. Like it's How- in the same places that killed Jojo one too. Like through the throat, no more yeah. Haman. Through the head, he's gone. Yeah, through the yeah, t- one in the one of the dome, one in the neck. It seems real crazy until Jojo then starts doing his hey. Next thing you're gonna say is, and he does a whole predictive <laughs> speech, and Strazo loses his mind. He can't cope with the concept of someone predicting what he's going to say. It's amazing. Then <laughs> Jojo proclaims that. <laughs> Living out in the boonies has made Strazo weak and that life in the city makes you strong because the city has mirrors. How long has he been in New York? Didn't they just come here? Well, he's been living in America. Oh, has he? I thought they just moved here from London. Yeah. I just like the idea that he's like, Tibet doesn't have mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you haven't said the mirror part yet. Well, yeah, it's it's been revealed to me because he goes like, hey, Here's the best part. He's like, you're too dumb to know what a mirror is. But by the way, look at the clock. It's reversed. It's like, you've been looking at a mirror. And it's so great because Jojo then goes, you think I'm stupid? Of course everybody told me about I-beams. That would kill my grandpa. I'm not going out like my grandpa. <laughs> and then, it's like, it almost comes off as a smart plan, like a, a good feign from him. It, how did he not notice he was looking at a mirror how did it not length. shatter a mirror <laughs> during all the bullets and yeah he's real lucky it burned right through and here's the thing that saves it for me especially because Strazo's me like oh god it's a mirror and then he turns and jojo's just hustling at him with the gun and just yeah. whacks him in the face while calling him a stray's oaf <laughs> did he yeah that. So it's, it's Strazo, but he adds an AF at the end. So it's Stray's Oaf, which I thought was amazing. And after he hits him, he then goes, Haman will do the trick. And he zaps Haman energy through the machine gun. And he goes, I'm going to have a lot of fun watching you melt. Because I know that's what it does to vampires. Yeah, and that's the end of the fight as he burns. Exactly. Is- he burns completely. Never mind. Strazo is fine. He gets up, fires another eye blast. And then well before the Matrix ever happened, Jojo does a Matrix dodge. He does, yeah. He does the, nick him in the throat, though. I-beam cuts him this time. He's like, oh, crap. Oh, boy. He's like, oh, gotta, gotta keep playing smart. Strazo then explains that his beautiful scarf is actually knitted out of, like, 10,000 beetle stomachs. Yeah. And it's the most conductive material for Haman energy. Who would have thought? Beetle guts. Which he knows because he has a lifetime of Haman experience, which at this moment, I think it isn't until right now you realize how good of a combination that is it's really good he's like I... he, ex- he explains that too he's like dio was in the dark they didn't know what they were dealing with i am a master of my weakness yeah he's like i know all about it i'm super i'm a guru i'm the leader of the of these monks i know all of your tricks jojo and then jojo's like and eh, not all of them and he points at him and he has slapped a grenade to the front of strezo's scarf he fallout reverse pickpocketed him 
Yeah, he's like, what happened the, here? I left a grenade on you. And Stratus is like, when? He's like, what? when did you put a grenade on me? And after he says that, Joe just starts babbling again about how the city makes you strong. It starts running for the door. <laughs> and, the pin. Yeah, he has the pin in his hand. Like he yanks the pin. Yeah, there we go. I forgot about that. He yanks the pin and starts running for the window while yelling about how the city makes you strong. And, and that Stratus isn't is, awesome enough. If, yeah, if that wasn't the coolest thing ever, Stratus is like, you idiot. And like, like smacks the grenade off his scarf and judge is like no you're a double idiot and it reveals <laughs> like no you that the grenade <laughs> was tied to nine grenades that he had attached to his back and subsequently didn't notice in the process like it's like the scene in the ninja turtles where Raphael gets all the bells without making a noise but in reverse <laughs> yeah. he puts 10 grenades you count the front one that is 10 grenades tied together and attached to Strazo. Oh yeah, that's one thing that uh, JoJo had said earlier too. Was like, I'm not just Haman, not like my not my grandpappy. Yeah, I'm also fast. Yeah, I'm smart. <laughs> I'm Trixie. And the best thing too is when Strazo notices the nine grenades on his back, he strikes a pose where it's like the oh no, I'm screwed pose. It's it's great. I love the posing. I love the posing. And then it rains, Strazo. Hell yeah! I wrote Boomtown. This part's really gross. This part is great. It's it's this is some good classic horror stuff happening here. So at first everyone is still a little confused because he just blew a dude up. Like they're kind of putting it together. This is a bad thing. And JoJo's like, Smokey, don't look. And Smokey's like, I'm already looking. And I pray to God to never see anything like this ever again. I don't you did not paraphrase. That was what he did. He's like, I'm already looking. <laughs> I'm praying to God right now. I think that's what like that that retroactively made Smokey one of the best JoJo characters ever, where he's like uh-uh check please check please <laughs> all the bystanders are watching this stuff too like i would think after the grenades go off at least you'd want to leave the scene no one tries to leave the block they're all watching estrezo and it's amazing like his skin crawls his body parts are strewn everywhere and the skin like whips off of it and starts pulling the limbs together and he like squishes back it's super gross and it's awesome so how did he actually survive that because one of the ways we know is a uh a vampire dies is by totally destroying the brain. So I think that's a mistake that he made because Dio got cut in half, remember? Mm. And that didn't stop him. I think that they, over the years, misremember that there's a difference between zombies and vampires. Mm. I think vampires are just sunlight and Haman. While zombies, you could destroy the head. That's, that's just how I read it. I could All be right. wrong. I could be right. After he pulls himself together, he's standing naked and menacingly. And JoJo's like, all right, I got one final plan. One final card in my deck. And Smokey's like, what's the card, Jojo? And he's like, look at this. I got to admit, I got to use my legs on this one. Yeah. I, I like, got to admit, I saw this one coming. I, it's I was so, still here for it. I love it. He's just like, look at his legs, Smokey. And he's like, yeah, he's like, look at those legs. They're all damaged. My legs are fine. And I'm going to use my legs to hot shoot out of here. And just starts running. It's not even just running. It's that kind of, I don't know if it's... If anyone in Japan actually runs like this, but anime <laughs> certainly does this weird, like, knees high karate chop running with the lifted arms practically like if he had different arms he'd be doing zapelli's yes away. a lot like that knees high i have i originally thought there would be a chase well before they run away uh there is a quick moment where joe goes goes like all right straights follow me this is all part of an even deeper plan but that that doesn't matter because we then are introduced to some lady who is aka the deadest reporter of all time oh she was two days away from retiring from non-employment it's so great she's like staring there she's like i'm a reporter and this is a scoop 
Oh, this is when the weird stats start showing up out of nowhere. It's incredible. So after she says that, it then zooms up and Stray's Strazo is hanging off the side of the building. And then he like squeezes some bricks and it's like finger pressure, pounds per inch. And then he leaps and like his leaping power for like no reason. I don't know why this happens. It's not referenced for anything else. And then he jumps down to the ground. And I wrote in my notes that she seemed totally doomed. Yep. Two days from retiring. She said, this is going to get me that job as a reporter too. She wasn't one yet. Oh, I forget. Yeah. God, she's like, I'm going to be the best reporter ever with this here scoop. Two days from retiring from unemployment. I'm about to be the best. Uh, we then cut to a bridge, which if I were smarter or I could have asked my girlfriend, if she lived in New York, she'd probably know what bridges are supposed to be. Do you know any New York bridges? Uh, George Washington? All right. The one from Metal Gear. Yeah, sure. That's the one. So they did do that one in Metal Gear. You're right. Years before Metal Gear Solid 2, we have this battle on the bridge. Uh, Smokey thinks that they have ran just for the sake of running. And it's like, oh, boy, Jojo, I think we're safe. And Jojo's like, hold on, Smokey. And then Strazo appears holding the lady, which caught me off guard because he didn't drink her. He even comments how he needs to drink to recover. But instead of recovering, he has her as a hostage for some reason. This part gets really weird. Well, he has a reason. I think I feel like his reason is good enough, but he just gets really weird with her mouth at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, he's like, yeah, he keeps sticking his hands in her mouth. And I'm like, Come I'm not on. down for any of this scene. It's a weird no. scene. Jojo pretends that he doesn't care about the girl. And Strays was like, ah, this is all a BuzzFeed personality test. Like, I don't know what kind of person you are, depending on whether you leave her to die or you come up here. Either way, <laughs> I am at the advantage. It's like, yes. And Jojo's like immediately then goes like, oh, come on. I don't care about her. She's ugly anyway and tries to bluff. But instead of uh, dealing with that, Strazo then goes like, I'm going to stick my fingers back in her mouth and I'm going to pull down. And that'll be mm. real bad, won't it, Jojo? And he's like, whatever. And then Strazo just pulls out one of her teeth and throws it at Jojo. Uh, just, ah. Uh. It's it's so gross. It's so gross. And then we have uh, what I feel like is his full initiation to the Smokey Wagon. Smokey Wagon then describes exactly what he just saw about the whole tooth thing verbatim. <laughs> this inspires Jojo to turn into the Hulk. He is so angry about this he, that he destroys his jacket. Like he just rips his jacket to pieces. <laughs> and it's like, Strazo, that's it. We're going to fight. And upon telling him they're going to fight, Strazo just tosses the girl. He didn't care. The girl wasn't there as a real hostage. He was there to test Jojo. I guess he just wanted Jojo to stop running. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said, if, like, one of the things he said is like, if you just run, I'm not going to chase you. I can't run right now. I'm going to go that, recover. He got to that bridge pretty quick, though. He did, but he took he, a hostage. We then have maybe, uh, oh, no, the gun's real good. This is definitely one of the best moments of the episode, I think. Uh, Strazo does the eye beams again, and Jojo's like, ha I'm ready for you, and he pulls out two shot glasses. From somewhere, his, but he had them. Well, shot glasses, I could believe he could have had those in his pocket. He could have pocketed those from the bar. Like a Tommy guns. Where did he hide that? Do you think he stole that Tommy gun from the mobster he beat up? Maybe. Yeah, you know, he's, he's got quick fingers. But uh, he uses the shot glasses to reflect the I-beams. He charges them with Haman, and then the uh, I-beams go backwards. So Jojo does take a shot in the shoulder, but the one that's going for his throat goes right back at Estrezo's head, and it's a headshot. Mm. And he immediately goes back to his BS. He's like, you're going to say this. And then he does. It still freaks him out. It's so like Strazo has had this happen to him a couple of times now. And he's still like, oh, curse I, you, Joseph. I don't, don't think we can understate that Jojo literally just proved that we can beat the I-beam. And it seemed handily and easy. 
No one else had shot glasses. I guess. If he had brought, well, I think one of our biggest arguments, and maybe this goes into this, is if JoJo had held on to that wine glass, I, nothing yes. bad would have happened in part one. Speedwagon needed to be on that boat, and he never would have left that wine glass. Exactly. He would have had his zombie radar, which would have come in handy. He didn't have it. He didn't have it. After getting really angry about the whole predictive speech thing, Strazo decides to jump at JoJo, and JoJo just does a straight-up Hamon punch. I don't think it's a zoom punch. It's not named, but he does hit him and Strazo does start melting, but they do, they do a thing where like Jojo stops him from falling off the bridge and they have a little conversation. Well, it's like, the, I guess he didn't put enough Hamon in it to completely melt Strazo. Cause he I guess, seems well, fine. Like he's got a big, like half his head is missing, but clearly yeah. that's not enough to, to stop him at this point. We, we've seen better. Yeah. We've definitely seen better. So yeah, Strazo does have like a scar, but it's not enough to kill him. Uh, it's like the first hit that Zappelli gave Jack the Ripper. Oh, he's been naked for like the past 15 minutes. Too, also, he's so. been nude this entire time in shadow. <laughs> How he wanted to live. Uh, so JoJo tells Strazo the only reason he stopped from falling is he wanted to know why Strazo put Speedwagon in the river. Why'd you, why'd you dump him in the river? Did he mention he got dumped in the river? Because that co- took me by surprise. I don't remember them saying that. That's what the mob said. Oh, they found him in the river is what They're it was? They're just like, you know how we know? We, I guess I could have been clear on that. It's like, rumor on the grapevine is that... <laughs> Sorry, it's so stupid to me. Rumor on the grapevine is that Speedwagon was killed by a Tibetan monk in Mexico and then dumped in a river. <laughs> how do I know that? Well, all mobsters in New York know what goes on in, in Mexico. And he's like, Speedwagon's real rich. We keep our eyes on Speedwagon. We've done some dirty business with him. Don't ask. At this point, though, Strazo's like an NPC almost in an RPG quest. He just goes, your next, your next quest is in Mexico. Yeah, he's like, things are so much worse than me. He's like, the Pillar Men, the Pillar Men. And JoJo's like, what's a Pillar Man? He's like, the Pillar Men. No third act uh, bosses here. Yeah. And he's like, the Pillar uh, it was drinking blood. I had to get rid of like all my students and I had to move Speedwagon's body out of the uh, cave because the blood was sucking into the pillar. So I couldn't let that happen. But you know what? It probably got enough blood to awaken from its 2000 year slumber. So we, we've already been hyped up. Strazo's like, hey, I'm basically, and this is, I guess this is like the escalation thing. He's like, hey, I was basically a Dio and with Dio level powers, I'm freaked out about what's coming out next. Oh, it was straight up escalation. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, you thought that's what this whole thing was. Like, you thought I was bad. You beat me handily. So now here's the next level. Yeah. Pillarman. Pillarman. I wish JoJo had just slapped him or something. He's like, stop saying Pillarman. <laughs> and then because he doesn't want to face any of this other nonsense, he just starts Haman breathing and blows himself up. But before he goes, he has to just make himself slightly more endearing by saying, I regret nothing. I will die young. <laughs> Just as I wanted. I, yeah. It's like, I'm going to go to hell young. That's exactly what I wanted. It's so great. It's like, I will go to hell young rather than go to heaven old. And it's like, all right, Strazo. Good for you, buddy. In response to this, Jojo then starts beating on his chest like a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of it like that, but that's how he does <laughs> Like, I don't know how she would describe it. He's just like, ah, he like freaks pounding. out. He goes like real, like Conan the Barbarian here. Or a gorilla. Yeah, I guess yeah, just like a gorilla. <laughs> Jojo smash. It's just, I guess Jojo just can't compute. Also, maybe he was like, oh no, he died with the best line ever. I could never top that. 
I regret nothing. I would rather go to hell young than die old than go to heaven old. Oh, God, that's so good. And you'd think the episode was over, but no, I still have another page of notes. Yeah, you do. This is where it gets worse. Yeah, it totally does. I didn't take very detailed notes because I'm going to skip around some stuff. Feel free to elaborate if you wish to. Uh, the narrator then chimes in because he still has a job. Smokey and Speedwagon haven't gotten rid of him yet and tells everybody it is 1938, that World War II is a Bruin and basically gives the, the Nazi description you get out of Hellboy. Like they're doing everything, even the occult stuff. Mm, yeah, it's it almost cut and paste, isn't it? He might as well have said like the Thule Society. They could have played a, a line from uh, Hellboy. Uh, we then go back to Mexico because of course we're going back to Mexico and are introduced to Major Von Stroheim. A Nazi who sucks. Oh, they make, he's disgusting off the bat. It's great because it's like, he's already a Nazi, but they're just like, uh, uh, we can't let anybody relate to this guy. There's a whole awful, like this lady shaving him scene and he's terrible and he threatens her a bunch and it's just awful. I don't think we need to touch any more of that. Uh, but before, oh God, it's just so gross and it's terrible and he's a Nazi. But before we could dwell on that too much, someone yells, an old man is alive in the river <laughs> and my spirits return to normal. Oh, yeah. Well, did they really though? Because he's not in a good place. Well, I mean, he's alive. It's more than, how was he alive? His head was split in half. And you have to imagine he hit him again. Like, I thought for sure he was dead. Like I thought, oh, well, I guess I thought to be going to be in this, but no, he's gone. And then this scene, it's like, oh, they've, they've got him. Speedwagon keeps on a ticking, man. So then we cut back to, this is, this is so many cuts in this. We go back to New York and JoJo's hitting on the girl that Strezo was using earlier, <laughs> yeah. but has forgotten that apparently while he was trying to be a tough guy, that he called her ugly and said a bunch of bad stuff about her. So when he's trying to charm her, she immediately just punches him right in the mouth. And it's great. <laughs> I had some mad respect for her at this point. It was so great. And then he's like, what do you, why'd you punch me? She's like, he called me ugly. He's like, did I, did I though? Like he tries to like, it's like, I don't remember doing it. I don't look, I, I don't remember what I do when I'm drunk. I mean, angry. Yeah. And then he, and then she kicks him, <laughs> which is also great. And then um, he keeps trying to talk to her. So she just starts screaming. I, I th- they read that off as that she just suddenly felt the pain from losing the tooth. Like she hadn't been allowed herself to feel yet because of how scared slash angry she had been. She's like, I just had a real bad, bad day day. And then Jojo strikes another magnificent pose and proclaims, let's go to Mexico. <laughs> like he's already done with her. The Joe stars are going to Mexico. <laughs> <Yahoo>! <laughs> We're going to Cancun, baby. It's so good. Unfortunately, we have to go back to the Nazis. Uh, they have captured Speedwagon, and Stroheim is like spraying bug spray all over the place. Apparently, there's a lot of bugs. <laughs> what was the point of that scene? I don't know. It goes. He keeps spraying. There's a lot of bugs in the that anime. Room. Like lingers on it too. If I'm spraying it, then like he chokes on some of the spray for He's, a bit. Yeah, he sprays too much, so he has like a little cough moment. I think he, we've all done that. Then he gets to go back and keep spraying again. Like the anime lingers on how much he's doing this. Yeah. And, Is it like uh, an allegory for like Nazi extermination? It's yeah, not... it's it's so weird. But before you could dwell on the bug spray, the yeah. Nazis revealed that they've taken the pillar men. Because... Men? Was it more than one? Man, sorry. Mil- I don't... Well, Strazo said pillar men. He's like, he pillar did. men. He like, said, a... well, like pillar men. 
So because Strazo said that, I have to listen to Strazo. So they say we have the Pillar Man and they have the statue. And Stroheim is like, Stroheim assumes that Speedwagon knows everything about the uh, Pillar Man. So he's like, I'm a torture you. And that is kind enough to give us like his backstory, like what Speedwagon's been up to. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, oh, you came to Texas penniless and then you found oil and now you're super rich. Like so rich, you changed the world economy. <laughs> However, and oh God, I hate that I like this moment. He then screams at the top of his lungs, German medicine can do anything as they wheel out a truth serum. Uh, while I was Maybe watching, the dub for him would be great. Maybe. It's, he's definitely an unlikable asshole. It's, they, it's, don't, they don't pull any punches with you trying to respect him at this point. It's great. Well, he's like, in, he's a psychopath. Like, he's terrible. And He's not even Wehrmacht. He's got the he's got the little Scully deal. He's straight up SS. Like there's like you not even a tiny room for justifying him. There's really nothing about Stroheim that is relatable. Um, he's just a screamy Nazi man. Uh, we then have another scene where it's just like they double down. They make sure it's like I almost it almost feels like it's like no one is allowed to relate to this Nazi because he's like, all right, time to test the pillar. And they've just kidnapped a bunch of people. And he's like, all right, we're going to juice you and give you to the pillar. But you guys have to pick who goes. And one kid is like, I'll go. And he's like, great, you can stay. I like you. Everyone else, screwed. Mm-hmm. And yet again, it then cuts to Jojo, who's already there on a motorcycle in the desert. With some dude who can hop on cacti following him. Yeah, it's weird. There's this like crazy, like he's kind of in shadows. He's got a knife. And he hangs out on cactuses. And Jojo's got a whole new outfit already. He's got a great new outfit. He's got goggles. He's got a bike. Uh, we then cut back to uh, the experiment. The Nazis are all doing their Nazi salute. They have scientists. And they're like, begin the pillar experiment. And part of the pillar starts to explode with blood. And then uh, I think the closest we, the closest roundabout we've ever gotten happens is it immediately goes to roundabout. Yeah, straight, straight to it. To be continued. Um, the first episode actually had a, a delay before it started. Yeah, they, they got to him. He gave his little like, this is war, man. Yeah. So, this one. Right, right to it. it. So how do you feel about JoJo 2? We're two episodes in. How do you feel about it? I'm already invested. If JoJo, like the first two episodes of the first part of JoJo, as I'm understood, they're called part one and part two by a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, went from turning it from 10 to 11. This one clearly went to like a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Like it turned it up real high. It's so good. It moves real quick. This new Jojo, that gun thing is so gosh darn funny. That's living on. Like I was, I, I had to pause. I think I was breathless for five minutes. It was, it might've been a full five minutes of me unable to breathe through my laughter because of how great that scene was. And I think the funny thing here is I think Jojo one was funny in spite of itself, but there are actual funny moments in Jojo two. That's, that seems like a fair um, analysis. Uh, unfortunately, though, and I, I guess we should touch on this on this episode. We'll probably go back and forth. Uh, there are a couple of things about this that don't sit well with me in particular, where I'm like, I don't think it's fully prepared to do the stuff it does with Smokey and also the Nazis. Oh, about this, like, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's I think that's a fair thing, too, because it doesn't, it, it kind of feels like Jojo had a bit of a white savior moment. Yeah. Like, it's quite clear, you know, no, we're cool. We're not racist. I will fight people because they're racist. Yeah, I guess, yeah, he's introduced beating up two racists. It's like, oh, okay. 
And then he does it again almost immediately. So what we're saying is JoJo invented virtue signaling in 1988. A little bit. It feels that way. <laughs> and then we, uh, the Nazis do not go away, but this is more of an Indiana Jones kind of thing. Yes. I meant to say that. It started to feel very Indiana Jonesy by the by the Nazi part. Yeah. So it's like, oh, the Nazis are here. They've got the, uh, is, I mean, that's the thing. It's like to, to excavate and do all these kind of things. You'd think they'd use the Speedwagon Corporation, but not the Nazis are there. <laughs> God, was it was it the Rick and Morty joke or was it a um or was it like a what's the vampire anime that I can't think of off the top of my head with Alucard? Helsing. Vamp- oh hell uh was it a was it, it was one of those two did like the joke where it was like, what are you gonna call me? A Nazi? Look, what are you gonna call me? That's worse than that. I'm comfortable being called a Nazi. Oh yeah. <laughs> think before you talk. And I'm like, pretty feels- sure that was Rick and Morty. Okay, because it feels like it feels like what's his face there? SS Banner's name. I just already forgot. Stroheim. It feels like Stroheim there. It's like he's already a Nazi. Major he's, von Stroheim. Like he's already the charge of one of his occult divisions. And it just yeah. keeps proving that no, you're not supposed to like him. I I almost I almost like that because every time he does something that's moderately relatable, like using too much bug spray, he then does something super evil and is awful. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you'd be surprised. I've I've seen some I've seen some people, Pat. All right. So, oh God, backstory. We, Stroheim does something eventually that even I, when I read it back in the day, was like, all right, that's okay. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll see how we feel about it. I'm hoping that I've grown as a person. I will go, boo. At some point though, it's like, if it's in the writing, it's the writing that's the problem, not yeah. so much the scene. It's like, yeah, he did do something okay. That's just shit writing though. Yeah, don't put me in this situation where I have to be like, yeah, don't put me, don't put me in a fight where there's a bear, me and a Nazi, and me and the Nazi have to work together to like beat the bear. Mm-hmm. Like, don't put us in that situation. However, now that we've talked about that and how icky that feels, I think Haman is already a thousand times cooler than it was in all of JoJo One. From the shot glass? Um, from the shot glass through the uh, Coke bottle, the channeling it through the gun. Like we've seen well, the gun thing wasn't too unique. I, I felt like that was harkening back to the exact same thing that Strizo did. Well, and it could also be the um, the silver metal overdrive in a certain way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he transmitted it through metal? But I mean, it's just the I just like it feels. It's not just because in JoJo one, every overdrive was basically the same thing with a different color, and now it's different, like a different objects. medium, basically. Yeah. And then we got to see, he turned a Coke bottle into a gun. So it's like, this is the all-American episode. Yeah, he drinks Coke bottles like crazy, like pops the top. He's like, ah. <laughs> it's the victory lap. <laughs> oh, it's good. I'm really excited to watch this. I'm a big fan. And do you have any guesses as to where this is going? Mexico? <laughs> or there. It can't be there. <laughs> like, do you have any any outlandish theories, any kind of thing? Just react, or what's something you are there like any like we just started a new JoJo. Like, what are you hoping to see? What are you thinking about? Like, I'm wondering, does Speedwagon have any children, or is he just lonely? Like, no, that's the reason that JoJo was like, why did you never go with Speedwagon? Uh, the Speedwagon line ends with him, I guess. It's really the more oh. you say that, the more that bums me out, and I think I, you're totally right. Uh, I tell you what, I'm expecting right now is I'm expecting neither Speedwagon nor Smokey to do anything of any use to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Just to continually narrate what's happening. I'm wondering how quick uh, Mr. Pillarman's going to wake up in there. Mm, do you think it's the, immediately uh, at the start of the next episode? As fast as his pace has been, maybe not immediately, but probably by the next episode, 
I'm thinking at least we're going to have that kind of level of escalation. Do you have a basic idea of what you think a pillar man is? I'm going to guess almost the same thing as Dio, but like above that, like if Dio was a vampire, this would probably be like what anime does. And he's like a vampire God. There we go. Cool. Now we have stuff we can look back on when we do next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so glad I finally gave you the emanation to go. Look how stupid you were. Matt. Look how dumb Matt, like I'll write that in the narration where it's like, and Matt was super wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How's it feel to be so wrong? Oh, Matt, the, the, the wrongest <laughs> man who was ever wronged. I, Hey, Matt, I guess I know what you're going to say now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a great gimmick. I love that. As long as people, that's that the kind of thing where JoJo's in love with itself. Yes. So, like, still at that. Because, because it is so committed to that silly gimmick, it, it lands every time. I'm so in love with the whole deal where it's like, huh? How did you know what I was going to say? Um, but I'm looking forward to just more people fighting, like him not beating up people just to beat up bad dudes, to actually fight some villains and do some adventuring. Yeah, the people who can actually fight back, too. Because he was just picking on people who couldn't. God, that grenade bit is so good. <laughs> it's like, you thought I had one grenade, but it was I, nine grenades. Ha ha ha. I just, to me, that Strazo fight is so good with all the twists and turns. I like that it is a physical representation of a Fallout reverse pickpocket. Yeah, it really. <laughs> <laughs> you finally get to see how that works. Oh my! It all just whoop. like thirty, twenty years. I have no idea what time is before the game existed. But yeah, man, the eighties, the eighties, bringing it strong. I like the new design of JoJo. He has got the brown hair. I think he's a little skinnier than his grandfather. I like I like the look of everybody so far. He's not as doe-eyed. Like he, he lives up to his purpose. Like his father was literally like this doe-eyed, beautiful boy. <laughs> like even when he grew up, he still looked like he was young and childish. And this JoJo starts off with that sort of that brat doesn't what's the term for hell may care kind of attitude? Devil may care. Devil may care. Is that the phrase? Yeah. That's the phrase. <laughs> the devil may care attitude he's got. I'm I'm so excited to see more of this stuff happen, and I think it's it's kind of cool. I mean, like this all came out of the fact like JoJo One uh, was not very popular when it first came out, and it gained a lot of no notoriety because it was very rare for like a series to kill off its main character. And I think he knew he had a shot to really like get a lot of eyeballs, and I think he didn't waste it. Yeah, I, I really like it. I can't remember what he was named because I thought I looked up. Uh, didn't he like specifically? Wasn't he one of those creators who are like, well, American audiences don't understand me? Yeah, he's he said that in the past, and it's really funny. Like, there's literally this will happen in real time. I don't think we'll talk about this for like in JoJo Part Four. They run into a guy that draws comics, and they're like, "Oh, why aren't any of your comics in America?" And he's like, "America doesn't get me." And it's totally <laughs> like, oh, it's not subtle at all. Huh? Do you want to know something hilarious though? Go on. They removed that line from the anime because the anime was super popular in America by then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so excited to watch some more JoJo. I, I, I'm excited because this is where I feel like there's less of things I need to make excuses for other than the two heavy things I need to make excuses for. I was about this. to say, what were you making excuses before now? Well, I mean, like... There was charm, but I feel like there's issues with pacing and a couple of other things with the okay. first JoJo. Like mechanical things, not thematic things like yeah. what we have now. Yeah, now we, boy, ooh, yeah, uh, just stretch the collar on that one. Ooh, boy. But yeah. 
Well, I'm excited to watch more JoJo, man. I guess we will uh, catch you next week with another episode of the Book Club. Do you have any final thoughts? Yes. Smokey is definitely a proto speed wagon. They started off the exact same way. Mm. So do you think that I just we're put gonna... that together? They, they became hype men for a JoJo after a JoJo stopped them from a life of crime. Oh, you're totally right. Smokey wagon. Maybe Smokey will inherit Speedwagon's wealth. Maybe. I, I, I assumed JoJo was going to grab all that as soon as Grandpa Speedwagon <laughs> came in. Oh, JoJo. All righty. Well, I think that does it for the book club. We will catch everybody again for uh, more anime next week. I'm looking forward to it.